What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. This is Gary, your host. Happy Friday. Happy NBA All-Star Weekend. I'm glad we're finally here. Even though it's a little bit clunky, you've got some of the best players in the league injured. Steph Curry, Giannis, Zion. Still going to go ahead and have the All-Star Game three-point shootout. Rising Stars Challenge Celebrity Game. I don't know. What do you guys watch? Do you pay much attention to any of this or all of this? I want to talk a little bit today about uh, two things. Number one, All-Star Weekend highlights and how any of that affects the card market. Number two, Basketball Card 101 conversation, how to make money in buying and selling basketball cards. Some basics, some reminders that this can and should be profitable. It can, based on your strategy and how you go about things, but sometimes we have to learn some things the hard way. I'm trying to save you the trouble of that with today's episode. Guys, when we started Hoops and Cards, uh, this was all about an attempt to add value to your world as a basketball card collector and investor where there are so many options. Oh my word, I'm gonna post on Instagram today about how many different types of basketball cards you could buy right now at Walmart, or at Meyer, Target, wherever you shop for cards, certainly on online, on eBay, or wherever you want to buy cards from. Blowout cards, cardboard connection, I don't care. There, There's just an unlimited, it's its scary, really. I mean, honestly, it's, it's crazy how many options there are. I went to Walmart the other day and saw 10 different boxes, 10 different brands, at least, of basketball cards, including this year's Mosaic and this year's Chronicles draft picks and last year's or the Cade Cunningham rookie year of just about everything. And uh, and yet, card types keep coming out. In, in a few weeks, it's going to be the Donruss basketball, maybe, if they don't postpone it again and again, the Donruss basketball with the Paolo Bancaro and the, the inserts that I enjoy collecting in fact, just personally, guys, I, um, I'm going to take this opportunity in my life as a collector to say I'm going after the Net Marvel series. I'm gradually, it's not a race, I'm just going to gradually collect every Net Marvels card. Nah, not everyone, like one of every player in each year that they've released these. Donruss has these nice, uh, they're one of the most popular sets and they come out, I think March 8th is when the date was pushed back to but they come out and they've got their regular basic cards of each player. They've got their rated rookies that they're famous for. And I'll be interested to see what Paolo's looks like or Jalen Williams. There's some interesting sleeper rookies that are probably worth, you know, at least knowing about not buying when the product first drops because everybody rushes to overpay to be the first to get stuff. And maybe then to get stuff graded, whatever you do. I'll, all, I'm, all I want to like rewind a bit and say is there's all those options at Walmart and I am into buying none of them. I, it's funny. 
two years ago when there was a lot of instant value in cards and you'd open just about anything and the cards would be worth more than you just paid for the box at Target or, or on retail. You could resell the box, you could resell individual cards and make money within minutes. That's why there were lines, you know, 10, 20, 50 people deep trying to get boxes of cards. And some of you had a nice business for a while, selling and flipping wax. That's what we call unopened boxes of sports cards. So sometimes I define the terms like that. Wax means unopened boxes that are sealed in, call them wax, cellophane, whatever. But there are so many, so many options, guys, that can be intimidating for a new person. Uh, in fact, I was just for five minutes at a sports card shop on the east side of Columbus, Ohio. You get this, the east side of Columbus, Ohio, there's a town called Westerville. I don't get it. You're on the east side of Columbus and you're called Westerville. That's, that's their problem. But I was at a, a good sports card shop and this, this one guy was there shopping. He's like, we're staring at a wall of wax options. And he asked me about NBA hoops. I don't know if he asked me. Maybe he just was commenting about the, the good price on a blaster box, so a regular retail box of NBA hoops cards with the new Paolo, the new, you know, all those city edition inserts. Hoops Inc. autograph cards of every player you could think of. And I'm just like, I have no interest at all, man. Hoops is the cheapest option. Hoops does not retain nearly any value unless it's got an autograph on it. And it's right up there with a dozen other things I'm not interested in. I thought this episode was going to be about the All-Star Weekend. Anywho, I try to say when I stop at shops or when I see opportunities, there's, there's some things where I'd say, man, we could do a great series on how to lose money doing this. And some of you could tell some stories. I got some stories. How to lose money. Buy a Luka Doncic Prism rookie two years ago and overpay for it at like almost 600 bucks and then sell it a year later for 300. That's how to lose money real quick. Buy high and sell low. If you wanna lose money, do that every time. If you wanna lose money, invest a lot in wax boxes and unopened packs and then open them and see what you have. Now, sometimes you might hear this story of some kid that opened a, a box and got some rookie card of a guy that, that just took off that year and fine they've sold it for eleven hundred dollars good job good job kids like you can't you can't always be like like chris's kids and hit the lucky lottery as you open new box you know i'm wanting to help you think there are some ways to make money in fact i got a, a instagram message from one of you a few minutes ago one of our listeners that was like hey i've been able to buy rookies of some of the recent play you know recent year good condition cards parallel different colors of don russ and prism of young players and you know buy them for two dollars a dollar three dollars and sell them on ebay for 10 each of players that maybe the guy who made the dollar box doesn't know how good alperin shangun is he doesn't have a lot of hope for jalen green he doesn't know who jalen williams is or jalen brunson for that matter and so there are people that will pay market prices to, to buy those cards. If you get a deal, I'm saying that there are, there are ways to make money in this hobby and to say, 
hey, this could be something that doesn't draw from my normal income, doesn't require that I lose money or go under, or but actually it can be a self-financing, it can be a self-sustaining, it could be a self-paying for it all kind of hobby. And, and, and for me, it definitely has been the last two years. Um, it continues to be. And so some basketball 101 thoughts on how to make money buying and selling basketball cards. I want to give you some things that I think are not only foundational like we do with that series on 101 stuff, but current, like timely things that that you can do right now that, that speak to the market we're in today. Because if you listen to the episode we did a few days ago, it was like, man, this is not buying season. All-star game, NBA, everybody's excited about. Big news like Kevin Durant getting traded and LeBron breaking the scoring record and blah, 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 the Joker winning another MVP maybe. Like there's... NBA is front and center in people's minds and in their card cases as well, in their card shows, you're just seeing more and more of that. People want to talk about Luka Doncic. They're not talking about Aaron Judge, not not most of them right now. It's, it's the big nights from NBA players, the big moments. And, and so there are ways right now to make some money, but it does require on the front end, not spending a lot, not overpaying right now. Even though prices might be a little high or there might be a, a quick demand rush on a Cameron Thomas rookie card because he had a few big nights or Mikhail Bridges. Now that he's in Brooklyn and he had 45 last night or was it 47? I don't know. Uh, his Prism Silver card at a PSA 10 could be reaching $200 in the near future. And there's a part of me that wants to get that card because I feel like he's a good young player that in Brooklyn, he's going to be one of the guys. There's no question if he's going to start. But with Cameron Thomas, there's a lot of questions. So, so where am I at with this? You don't have to spend money right now. You don't have to spend money. You don't have to spend the going rate. You don't have to, if you're a beginner and someone says, oh, here's what you really need to do. And then they follow it up with like, buy this, buy that. Uh Uh-uh. No, sir, I do not. I don't like people telling me what to do with my money, especially when it means separating me from my money. (laughs) I just don't, you know, um, I'll listen to their ideas and and I'm certain there's value in doing that. But I want to be one voice that tells you, hey, bro, sis, fella, dude partner, guy. I actually have a friend named Guy. I think that's so cool because sometimes when uh, somebody forgets my name, they'll be like, hey, Guy. And I want to be like, it's Gary. It's Gary. I see what you did there. You forgot my name. Anyhow, I want to be that voice that says, bro, you don't have to spend it. You might consider buying. You might make an offer of something you'd be willing to pay. But Smart money is not just thrown around. Even if you've made a lot of money in the hobby and you're like, I'm playing with house money. Well, it's still money. It's still valuable. There's still better times of the year to buy. There's better players to buy than the ones that are healthy right now or the ones that are in the headlines right now. There's better cards. Friends, there are better cards. Well, you're like, that's no fun. I'm, I'm in this to get cards. What are, you, what are you doing to me, man? I'm telling you, cash is king. 
money matters. And so you're walking around and you might be at a card show and see 10 different dealers and they all have a Jason Tatum Donruss rated rookie. And you'll see the price, say that they all have a raw Donruss Jason Tatum 2017 rated rookie that looks centered enough to go, should I grade this? And you might have one guy that's got it for $15, another guy that's got it for 25, another guy that's got it for 40, another guy that has it for 50, and inevitably a couple guys that have it for 100. Well, guess which guy I wanna buy with, buy from? The guy that says it's 15 or $25. The guy that lets me look closely at the condition of the card. The girl that says there's wiggle room on that price or it's negotiable and they're not stuck on, well, here's what I paid for the card two years ago when the market was too high. I overpaid and so now I'm waiting for someone else to give me $100. By the way, if you're new to this show, every episode, Gary goes, you know, <laughs> Gary goes buster voice. Yeah, well, I paid back when Luka Doncic rookies were expensive and I got I to gotta hold out till I get that money. Good luck, bro. The market doesn't have feelings. The market doesn't say, you know what? One day we'll get back to that. Like the market does not owe you a dime. Uh, you're better off sometimes selling the card, taking the loss and reinvesting it in a card that will go back up or a card that has more of a future than a past. Now, Jason Tatum, all right, I understand. You hold on to that long enough. He wins the MVP. Five more years go by, he wins another one. You made money. Good good job. You can, you, can, you can come back to me and say, hey, Gary, remember when you called us bro? Remember when you said that? Fine. I'm just saying right now, every card, every single card, you know, when somebody tells you that Tatum rookie is actually worth $37.50 raw, because here's the last three comps, and they were all $37.50 plus shipping. That was all equal. So if they say the price is X, I'm, I'm saying bull. <laughs> no, no. The price on a card, especially cards of stars, what what you're always going to find, I just want to encourage you, inform you, and give you sort of a uh, an area to, to work with and figure out your strategy, okay? That every card and its value or its price or its going rate, the comps, it's always a range. There's always a range. So the Tatum card, it's not worth $37.50 plus $3.99 shipping and no. Its value would be between twenty and fifty dollars. That's a big range, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, between twenty and fifty dollars. Well, it's worth what somebody will pay for it. Fine. Thank you, eBay. Thank you, a gazillion websites for telling us, hey, there are so many marketplaces. There are places to go find your seller that's still selling Tatum raw rookies for twenty, twenty-five bucks. I know because I've done it. There, boom, mic drop. It's not mic drop for me because I'm holding my iPhone, so it's it's like phone drop. But the point is, I wanna find those sellers that are selling at the lower end of the Tatum range. And I wanna find those buyers or find those marketplaces where someone might be willing to buy at the higher end of the Tatum range. This is This is how like, major new ideas, news flashes, and terms get coined. Eventually we'll have like the Tatum scale. You know how like there's the Fujita scale to rank tornadoes from F1 to F5? Maybe there'll be the Tatum scale. T1, T2, T3, and the T5 is the $100 Tatum that someone's just looking to triple their money 
and uh, hornswoggle you for a few extra dollars. Uh, some, unfortunately, some sellers in person or online will list it at, they'll take whatever the top comp is, double it and put that as their price. And I get that some wealthy, I almost said wealthy bill. I need, I need a break. We'll, we'll get back to this after the break with more tips on making money in the card market. But remember, it starts with knowing there's a range and buying at the the lower end of the Tatum scale. Buy the T1 deals for 15, 20, 22, 50. You're the negotiator. Cash is king. Let's go. Can't stand the Wizards. What kind of name is that anyway? For a basketball team? The Wizards? What are they? <laughs> like magicians in hoods? <laughs> So some practical right now ways to make money. I already gave you one, which is buy at the lower end of a range. I mean, un understand the range. Never be afraid to make an offer of what you'd be willing to pay. In fact, here's here's one in real time that I did this past week. And I'm like, I can't believe this actually happened. A seller on eBay listed a Laurie Markkinen red, white, and blue prism rookie PSA 10. So great card all-star player going into his first all-star game in his hometown. Well, Laurie's not from Salt Lake, but you know what I'm saying. He's playing for the Jazz. So, right, somebody listed that card for $25. And by the way, if you're one of our listeners and did that, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate the good deal. He listed it for $25 plus shipping, or she did, or it did. Maybe it was a bot. Congratulations, bot, um, whoever it is. And I'm like, you know what? I might consider paying 25 plus shipping for this card, but I'm just going to send them an offer of 15, $15 just to see like, what do I have to lose? And the answer is 10 bucks, right? If I just went ahead and paid their asking price every time we'd lose some margin, some, some, if you're doing this guys, by the way, if you're doing this not to lose money, all of these little tips, all these little life hacks, like, uh, sending an offer, even if there's not a make, make an offer option or an or best offer option, message the seller, hit contact seller, type a little note and say, Hey, would you take $15? I'm never offended when somebody offers me money. Sometimes they'll, I'll be like, no, nah, I can't. Or, um, you know, but by the way, now that, now that I think of it, I don't even know any of the people that I've bought stuff from on eBay. If I, if I know you and bought something from you, we find out like after the fact. So it's, it's not like, um, people are, or should be offended by eBay offers or eBay counter offers. I, I guess it's just part of negotiating. And a lot of people already factor that into their listing price anyway. So I offered the guy 15 bucks. He took it. Boom. Uh, I was able to, I think the range for that card is and was a little bit higher than that, but for whatever reason, he needed to sell and maybe he had less money in the card. So for all I know, it was a win for everybody. What I'm telling you, those of us that are wanting to make money or at least not lose it in the hobby is to risk, you know, take that offer, make, make an offer based on what you'd be willing to pay, knowing that, Hey, um, I did pay 15 bucks for a card, thought it was a great deal. And that does mean it's 15 bucks I didn't have to spend on other cards. So I wasn't necessarily ready to do it at 25, but 
offer at the lower end of the range. Another tip, just under the umbrella of becoming a, a negotiating ninja or an eBay wizard, whatever it is you want to call yourself, like getting comfortable with using eBay. And when I'm, when I'm trying to make money on things, if I have to sell it, like, like it's one of those where I'm like, I don't even care what I get. I just got to sell it and get into something else. Then I might list it as an eBay auction. Cause you know that at the end of the seven days or three days or whatever, it's going to sell. Especially if you've listed it at 99 cents starting bid. Some people, I, you know, I've done this before where I'm like, well, I'll do an auction. By the way, you do get more eyes. There are more buyers that see the auction listing. So sometimes I'll list something at an auction on eBay, but I'll set the starting bid at what I'd be willing to accept at the bottom of my range. So an auction starting at $7.99 or $19.99 for a higher priced card, right? You can control the selling environment on eBay. You can control when you accept an offer, when you list an item. If you're going to say, you know what, I just need to sell it, fine, do it as an auction. A lot of mine, in fact, most of my cards are listed at fixed price or a, or a set price or best offer. And that way somebody can send me an offer. And if I feel like, you know what, somebody offered me $50 for that card, such and such, I realize it's worth more than that, but I'd rather have the 50 bucks now to move it and get into something else, or there's something that I want to do this weekend and I need 50 bucks for it, sold, right? I like the flexibility of the way you list things on eBay. To do an auction or to do fixed price or best offer, I also love that they've added that feature where if, if I go around and list things and somebody clicks that they want to watch it, uh, sometimes you can send an offer just to your watchers, just to those two, five, 10, 15 people that they already have some interest in that card. Maybe they're waiting for you to reduce the price. Maybe they're waiting for the market to go up. Maybe they're watching 20 cards like I do sometimes and just kind of wait to see what offers I get from sellers. Any of that is, is good reason to send them an offer and say, like I had a card listed for $69 recently and I had four watchers. I sent them an offer to sell for $64.99 and it sold within two hours. So I'm like, sweet. Could I have held out for another month and gotten 70 bucks for the card? Yeah. Is it always worth it to hold out for every last dollar? No, never. In fact, I would rather have fast moving nickels than slow moving dimes. See what I did there? You got to decide what you want. Do you want fast moving nickels or slow moving dimes? I'm just going to leave that out there because that's your, that's your buying and selling model. Some people, it depends on my card, right? I've got some cards that I'm not in a hurry to sell, but if someone wants to pay the high end of my range, okay, I'll part with that card. Some of my favorite players and my favorite cards I do have listed on eBay, but they're very uh, limited way to buy, meaning it's it's only available at a fixed price. It doesn't even say best or best offer. There's been some where someone will send me a note just like I'm telling you to do. Send me a note and say, hey, would you take like 70% of your asking price for this card? Like, no, thanks. Thanks for asking. 
they're either wanting me to say yes I will or to send them an offer and I just say hey thanks no I gotta hold out for whatever I really want for that card um, it's it's funny because I, I think some people you want to have the conversation about or have a conversation about certain cards where if a seller is asking too much in your mind and you want to say well the last three comps for 57, you know, why are you asking 75? And they, their answer, all, all you have to say as a seller is because I want $75 for that card. I'd rather just keep it. And that's okay. That's okay. I, I don't, you know, don't be, if you're a buyer, don't be trying to guilt trip a seller into reducing his price. Sometimes the seller will say, let me check the comps and they'll drop the price or send you an offer. Like that's better but as, as the blend of collector and investor, I have cards that I just love having, period. Not trying to sell. But at the same time, everything does have its price. And, uh, you know, as I found, <laughs> I found out like a few weeks ago, I had a Cameron Thomas Don Russ autographed rookie card listed on eBay. I'm not even going to say how much. And... I did try to put it on the higher end of its range. And so it sold and I'm like, okay, all right. I guess I'm shipping that away. Then I'm like, oh shoot. That means he had a big night. <laughs> Cameron Thomas had 41 points or something that night. And then he did it again twice in a row. Like, all right, but am I glad I sold that card? Yeah. Yeah. Do I think I'll buy it back someday? Maybe I'll buy another Cameron Thomas card. I don't know, but there's my point. You can't sell the things that people don't know about. So use eBay, know how to use it, why you're listing at certain prices, why you're listing. Sometimes I'll buy a card, get this guys, here's another strategy. I'll buy a card. You're like, mm, mm, this is good. This is going somewhere. I'll buy a card and no matter what my purpose is for it, I'll say, say I bought this card, some card for 10 bucks. It's in some guy's $10 box at the show. I buy the $10 card and I'm like, I know this card has potential to go higher. I know it's, I'll list it for $35. I'll list it the day I buy it for 35 because I, I would be more than happy to triple my money from the $10 box. And uh, then I just kinda, kinda hold on to it till it sells. What was my point? My point is, I, I think I just developed my selling strategy right from the moment that I bought. The plan was go through the $10 box or go through the $5 box, find cards that I could flip and then list them and then let the buyers, let the world out there decide when and how much, because I think the best part about eBay and why I, why I believe it's going to last and continue as the number one online global platform for selling and buying basketball cards is because you just have so many millions of users. You have millions of eyes and people who search and and the way they search for cards and the cards they're searching for all that matters so I'm sorry if I'm shouting guys I'm just so I'm excited um, in fact I should tell you this since we're all friends here right right Camden Nathaniel you guys still listening we're all friends here um, all of our hoops and cards world you guys are awesome uh, you'll understand my excitement for this I got asked if I would be willing to be the announcer, like the substitute PA announcer for our basketball games, our local high school. 
And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you don't have to ask me twice. I wasn't going to like hold out for a, a larger salary. There is no salary. It's just, I love the game and it's going to be fun. So I don't necessarily have a bucket list, but if I did, this would be on it. And getting a selfie with Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell when they hoist the NBA championship trophy this June. That's on my bucket list. Can you guys make that happen for me? That'd be great. All right, collectors and investors, a few final thoughts about how to make money. Uh, make friends. Become familiar with eBay. You don't have to buy. But if you do buy, buy at the lower end of the range, put offers out there, and realize unless you're buying a card that's one of one or on a very low pop count, uh, you have options. There are multiple cards you could go after. And when you buy, have a selling plan in mind. Like I've actually dabbled in a couple baseball cards, Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge, and some football cards to, with an attempt to make some more money on those purchases in a few months as the excitement for their seasons builds in the card market, and then sell those for some level of profit, which I will set here shortly when I list those cards on eBay, but set for a level of profit that I'm going to have to be ready to use during NBA buying season, which I think we're going to push back a couple of months compared to last year. I think it's going to start in September instead of August or October even, or, or November. Some of the lower parts of the graphs on market movers, if you use that app, use that, that site or card ladder, both of those are showing me, hey, even though there were some great deals in September or, or even August, the better buys, the bottom of the curve as far as the low end of basketball card interest, that, that seems to happen in November and early December. So it's hard to hold out, though, when people already did start to buy in on the huge names and the the exciting up-and-comers like Anthony Edwards. Those, those guys started to sell a little bit earlier, but for the most part, the basketball card market hit some sort of a bottom or a, a floor in early December. So that's where I'm looking to, maybe it's Thanksgiving, maybe it's like late November, I'm going after some of those cards. Guys that I am looking to buy right now, like I said, uh, unless I get the low end of a range or unless I get some deals in those dollar boxes, Jeremy and the rest of you going through dollar boxes to find Cam Thomas's, Alperin, Shangoon's, Jalen Williams. There are players right now that you can go after that that a lot of car dealers either they they paid such a low price to get or they don't know. They don't go through their dollar boxes every every week. They just buy a big box and put it out there and say uh, $2 or 3 for 5 or a dollar or 6 for 5, whatever they do. Uh, that's a buying opportunity for the rest of us that deal with cards on a budget. I'm also in the process of saying, all right, I have spent a lot. <laughs> you know, I already said it's not really buying season. Part of that's because we've got the all-star game tonight. I'm recording this final part of uh, the episode here. Tonight is the shooting three-point shootout contest and uh, the dunk contest. Tomorrow's the all-star game where I fully expect Donovan Mitchell to put on a show and make Utah sad that they traded him. It's, it's just got to happen. Feels like destiny. But I can also tell you <laughs> the previous segment where I said I got to be the PA announcer for my son's high school basketball game. Uh, it was, that was fun, but we lost. And so, but I'm that guy who 
you know, announces the home players when they do something, I'll be like, Bill Murphy for three, like just as loud and exciting as I can. That wasn't my exact voice, but I'm just saying like loud. And then when the other team scored something, I'd be like, Aaron Neesmith for two. <laughs> like the, the other, uh, the other team scorekeeper was like, when we score, you're like Debbie Downer. I'm like, yep. I don't want you guys to score. <laughs> it is our, it is our home court, baby. So that was a lot of fun doing that, even though we lost. Uh, we were playing a tough team that might be the best in our conference. So they ended our seven game winning streak. But, uh, I'm saying all this as if you guys care. Um, hey, I care about your stuff, what you got going on basketball wise, uh, where you're at in the hobby, what you're learning, what you're doing, what your feedback is. Please message me on Instagram. Love hearing from y'all at Hoops and Cards. In fact, I'll do it again. The first three new listeners to the show that you've never messaged me at Hoops and Cards, or if you guys want to refer a friend, message me on Instagram at Hoops and Cards. I'll send you a free card, a pretty decent card that I got in the dollar or two dollar box this week, like I'm talking about. And uh, you will not regret it. I'll send you those in the mail. I can't send them to Germany or Australia. Believe me, I've tried. Um, but I would love to hear from you. Love to hear, even if you don't want a card or whatever, give me feedback. Tell me, here's, here's some more buying tips you failed to mention, right? Focus in on, if you want to make money, only buy mint cards that are well-centered or only buy graded cards that are PSA 10s because those are the ones that a lot of smart buyers with money tend to search for. I'm, I'm getting there, by the way, personally, of buying lots of PSA 10s or cards that look like they could gem mint. I'm taking a break a little bit from PSA, but also I don't want to miss out on a sharp looking card that, uh, and if any of you feel like sending me a card and you're like, Gary, I've got this net Marvels card. I'm not using, I want to send that to you as uh, I pursue that collector in me trying to get all the net Marvels cards. I've already got some of the big ones. But uh, if you're like, well, I've got the Pascal Siakam or I've got the Jason Tatum from this past year, Don Russ, I can't wait for the release of the new Don Russ to see who's in the new Net Marvels. I think they should put Darius Garland in this one. And they're missing out if they don't have Shea Gilgis Alexander as a Net Marvel. He seems obvious. But hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Enjoy the All Star break. Enjoy the game, even though Giannis is hurt and Steph Curry is hurt and Zion is hurt. Other guys are awesome too, and it's their chance to step up. So enjoy that. Let me know if you're able to make any sales like we've talked about. This is a a turning point in the NBA season, so let's get after it. Have a great week. See ya. Nine to shoot. Bring out the Bones. Bones right by his man. Bones in the lane, and he rolls it up and in. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself!